This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Seagull Social, episode two of season two. I'm your host, Maz, and of course, I'm joined by the boys, Ben, Ryan and Adam. How are we all doing, boys? We all good? Yes, mate. Unbelievable, good. mate. Pissing very up the league. Good. <laughs> HMS, <laughs> piss, <laughs> HMS piss up. Yeah, piss up the league. We are so all aboard. good. We are so good. <laughs> right, boys. Um, obviously, a great result. Um, and before we go any further, everyone knows who... Uh, myself, Ben, and Ryan are. Uh, however, we've got, we got a, yeah, well, ho- hopefully. You're on the wrong show. You're on the wrong show. Um, but no, um, we have got a guest, and we've got Adam McDonald. So welcome, Adam. How you? You you all good? Yeah, thanks so much for having me, guys. I'm I'm really well. How are you guys? Oh, we're all good, <laughs> no, mate. We're, we're buzzing. We're buzzing after yeah. the result, of course. And uh, for anyone who doesn't know who Adam is, um, he runs the account. I don't know if you've seen him on Twitter. He runs Seagull Central, uh, as well as other things. You're also a radio host. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've uh, been running Seagull Central for, well, I, I opened the account like in 2015 and was on and off using it, but been mm. doing that for quite a few years now. Um, and I'm also a radio presenter up in Manchester. I, I present uh, The Breakfast Show on a station called Fuse FM. So yeah, trying to balance the two at the moment. Um, mm. So yeah, I've been a Brighton I- fan since, since kind of, well, kind of 15 years or so. I've lived just kind of just down the road from the Woodden Stadium. So uh yeah. Nice. What was your first experience uh, at the Albion? My first experience at the Albion was actually going down with um, my primary school when, because my school was, oh, it, it was in Westin, so ju- <laughs> just, yeah, that's a just around trip. the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they did like loads of days out sitting in the family stand at Woodin and stuff. So that, yeah, that was my first experience. And then began going with my dad and then obviously the Amex came along and Amazing. we got a season ticket. And yeah, yeah. Right, how good were our sports days? Because for the listeners, Adam went to Cardinal Newman. We've just realised this before <laughs> recording. So as me and Maz went to Cardinal Newman as well, Ryan went to Sterling Grammar because he lives in the, lives in the <laughs> rubbish we, school we, doesn't matter we had, our, we had our sports days at the Withdean and it was so yeah. good having our sports day there. It was quality. Paul yeah, Mahouse again multiple times during the 800 metres, but we won't talk about that. 
<laughs> it was mad how like they used to literally walk the whole of like the school yeah. from Newman to Withington mm. Stadium through like the roads of like oh, Brighton. That was long. That was I was like, good. lads, lads, let's just get a taxi or something, mate. Like, what's, <laughs> yeah, going yeah. what's going on here, mate? I'm they used to take us past um, Katie Price's house as well. I remember one year, yeah, I think yeah. it was when I was in year 11, like, you could see Harvey Price is waving us through the window. What a day. What a day. <laughs> Um, all right, amazing, good stuff. Uh, well, no, uh, Adam, it's great to have you on the show, and obviously, yeah, great to get a different sort of insight uh, apart from our usual, our usual creative ideas waffle. and all that. Uh, waffle, yeah, I, I was, yeah. was going to try to be nice, Ben, but yeah, waffle uh, is probably accurate. Um, so yeah, let's let's get straight into it then. What what result? Um, and of course, just just yeah, kick us off, Adam, uh, as the guest. Uh, what were your thoughts in general of the game? Oh, I mean, it was it was unbelievable. There's so many like great stories about the the Watford game. I think from a Brighton perspective, obviously one fans back in stadium that was always going to be mad. Like, you know, just the whole the whole occasion of going to the ground, being in the ground, watching the game, even if the game was terrible, I think it still would have like evoked so much emotion for fans. Mm. We obviously had like the Shane Duffy scoring a goal that was pretty emotional in itself, and then like a pretty dominant performance from Brighton. I thought. Like, for basically the entire of the first half, I think they didn't really give Watford a sniff. Mm. I think Watford weren't massively impressive, but I think no. Brighton just did really well to kind of keep mm. keep their attacks going and going. Um, it was just like all round a brilliant day. Obviously, like, mm. as we went into the second half, we had to kind of um, deal with Watford's threat a little bit more. But I thought generally, like, it was a pretty comprehensive display from Brighton. Um like obviously making it two and two now, more paid two and two. Like there's so many positive aspects which I'm sure we're going to talk about. But like, yeah, yeah, all round a brilliant day. No, definitely. Uh, Ryan, you you were there for for the club for the first time. I was, you did, yeah. You, did you wouldn't have known, would you? <laughs> you wouldn't have known. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly um, everywhere, everywhere I've ever put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bloody yeah. <laughs> They're probably going to bloody have it on on on, on the billboard soon, mate. Uh, <laughs> seeing that phone past the Amex. At the uh, no, it was, yeah, no, it was a yeah, it was a good one. How was it for you, Ryan? Yeah. Oh, mate, yeah, it was it was good. It was nice. It was nice to be back. Uh, I've changed season ticket now, so I was up at the top of the West. Um, yeah, decent view. So it's nice up there. Yeah, no, it was really good because I've been on the corners for like pretty much my whole life. So I've only ever seen like one side of the pitch. So it's actually <laughs> nice to see the whole pitch and seeing all this. And, you know, you could see, I think the one that stood out to me from up there was Alexis McAllister. I thought you could just mm. tell how much space he was creating for himself. He just looked a class above. Uh, Lalana, just the whole midfield was brilliant. Uh, Basuma, you know, oh, he, Basuma he was so good. Was, yeah, he was so yeah, good. Basuma, oh my god, yeah, oh, what a performance that was! Probably the best performance Basuma's had for us, I'd say. I think we were we were that good. Uh, yeah. We, as you say, we, we made Watford look rubbish. I, they didn't look anything, to be honest. They didn't do anything. We pretty much minimised anything they could have ever done. So, yeah, I think all round dominant display. What more can you ask for? You know, first game as well. The only negative was Neil Mope getting injured. I feel like when he, yes. the second half, I was like, I felt so such less confidence that we're actually going to score another goal. I don't know yeah. why. Just not because I don't have faith in Aaron Connolly. But we, we saw oh yes, yeah, really. we saw him miss from seven <laughs> yards out. Not that. We, not we that. saw him, but genuinely, I just thought like Neil Mope. I was like, without him there, our create our creative yeah, or, yeah. our chance of scoring just depleted so much. Mm. That's the only negative, and I I don't know yeah. how long he's going to be out for. I don't know. I haven't read anywhere that's going to be. I don't know. Well, I've, seen, I've seen I've seen I've seen varying reports. I've seen it could be anything up to like let's say a few days or whatever, or like three or four days, up to a couple of weeks. So I, I, don't, yeah. I don't think it's long term at all. I think it's short term. But yeah, I thought yeah. it I thought it popped his shoulder, Hopefully. and then I like I yeah, think it didn't look like that, and then it was looked like he maybe damaged his collarbone mm -hmm. or something. I don't even know what it is yet. 
Mm. I mean, if it's it like a worrying. dislocated shoulder... Oh, sorry, man. Go on, mate. No, go for it, mate. I was just going to say, if it's like a dislocated shoulder or something, like, you'd hope that's going to be like something pretty quick. But like just yeah. talking about Lil Morpe quickly, like there's been so much made of how he's like not very prolific or like he needs a lot of chances to get the goals. Like That goal that he got against Watford... Mm. It was like it's bloody clinical. clinical. Like literally, yeah. it was clinical. Mm. He had one chance, one hit with the ball, and he banged it in the top bins. Like the key I, the I love Morpé. Yeah, yeah, and I, I have been his critic sometimes in terms of like you know, like everyone has. But that that was clinical. That was absolutely mm. clinical. Mm. So how do we get to see more of that? You know, Morpé because. Mm. His overall game, we always say, everyone says it, you know, his overall game is really good. He's good at holding the ball up. He's good at creating chances. It's just last season he had so many chances that he missed. But I'm hoping, you know, we've seen it twice now, two games in a row where he's been clinical in front of goal. Okay, maybe the first one was a bit of an easier one, but still a goal, right? So Well, you had to be in I the right position, Ryan. You had know, to be had in the to, right place. Yeah. You know, goal's a goal. So, mm. you know, hopefully this is the, the start of Mope coming back. It is annoying that he did have to get injured, but... You know, everyone's just looking good. I, I, you can't really say a bad word for anyone. I think the only one I could really pick out, and it's a bit, you know, but Robert Sanchez was a bit dodgy again, and I was a Do bit worried because you had a few kicks where I was thinking, oh, God, I don't know. It oh, was yeah, that a bit, first half, yeah. Yeah, and he's done it twice in a row now, and I was thinking, oh, I'm hoping it's just a little blip, you know, maybe he's I was gonna, carrying I was say, could, could, Spain or something, I don't know. But. Well, I was going to say, could it be just be a, a slight hangover from, from international duty? Yeah, You know, possibly. still still not sort of up to speed with the with club duties just, just as of yet. But I mean, look, we, we all know his qualities last season. He was... Oh you know, yeah, for sure. Yeah, colossus for us. Um, so you know, I, I, yeah, hopefully it's just like a little minor sort of blip for him uh, and we'll mm. see. But um, let's let's get get on with the first goal and um, I was buzzing to see it. Like Shane Duffy, when I saw Big he scored, Shane Duffy. honestly, my, like, I just, my, a little bit of my heart just tingled up a little yeah. bit. I was just like, ah, oh. like yeah. I was so happy for him because, you know, we all know he's gone through a really tough year. I think he lost his dad. Um, you know, he obviously had a, t- a terrible loan spell at uh, Celtic where all and the fans got his back. Yeah, Boyle yeah. Club. You know, it, it was just a torrid, torrid year for him. And he probably thought, right, my, my time at Brighton's over. You know, my, my Potter doesn't really like my my style of play for, for the team. You know, he's not, he's not the ball playing defender that we probably, you know, to the calibre that we want. However, yeah. he's come in. He's been, in, you know, first game he was brilliant. And in the second game, he scored a brilliant header. Um, you know, great set piece. And the set pieces now, I seem to, you know, I don't know if you boys agree. That could be like, so he scored on, uh, you know, the set pieces could be important for us this season. If we can really sort of capitalise on it. I don't know what you lot think. Mm. Um, well, there's okay. actually, funny you say that. Sorry, I've got a stat here. Sure. And it was, this is oh, defenders yeah, who won over 10 aerial duels in two Premier League games. And Shane Duffy's the only one with 15 <laughs> aerial duels yeah. won. That's insane. Wow. Of the that whole Premier crazy. League. Duffy's the only one, so you know what a comeback he's had. I mean, mm. to come back into the side to show that sort of character, you know, coming back from I say a horrible time at Celtic. Mm. I mean, you read through his comments; they're disgusting. That people were mm. wishing all sorts on him, oh, horrendous, yeah. sort of thing. So to see, see him come back, and he says, you know, you can see how much he loves the club. You know, mm. you can see it um, in the way he celebrates, and uh, yeah, it was just. That knee slide in the corner, fan. beautiful. Yeah, I'll <laughs> tell you how emotional that I was. I love a good knee slide. Ben, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Ben, if you had, if you were going to have one celebration, that would be yours, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. So I know. I know. We go to the Welbeck like that, and then I would go straight to the knee slide of the corner, and then maybe finish <laughs> off like an Ostergaard booting down their corner. Oh, <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. I like, no, I like Maz, that. You mentioned the uh, aerial dominance that we have. Mm. Like now, we've got rid of Ben White. We've got a taller centre back in Shane Duffy's. Now we've got yeah. three threats from the corner, and we've got Pascal Gross delivering them. Then. Yeah, the only the only answer is going to be a goal, really. Like Pascal Gross again, unbelievable. Oh, I saw yeah. I saw a, I saw a stat with Pascal. Turn, oh, gross turns, sorry. Four yeah, gross, gross turns, turns as well. Yeah, yeah. Quality. 
Love Unbelievable. It. Yeah, I saw, I saw a stat with Pascal Gross. It was, um, I think he was behind, like in the last two seasons, he's got the most, I think he's the fourth most um, providing assists. So I think he was behind like De Bruyne and like basically the, the big dogs in the league. So yeah, the fact that Gross is even up there to me, like in the top five, is just incredible in the last two seasons. So I think as well with Gross, like these stats were shocking to us a couple of years ago, but now it's just standard. Like you, mm. you expect to see Gross <laughs> right up there for for chances created, for assists, mm. for, you know, you can't just say that Gross crosses the ball in and then, you know, you know, I see that a lot. People are like, oh yeah, he just, you know, he's on set pieces, so he gets a lot of, uh... no, no, yeah, he'll keep passes. He's, he's an intelligent player. You can't just get those by lumping a ball into the box because otherwise every player would be right up there for passes mm-hmm. and chances created. I, and have I you think, always I been a, also... I was going to say, Adam, have you always been a big fan of Gross or have you been one of his Yeah, man, or... I, I... I love, I love, love, love Pascal Gross. And I think it's a massive compliment as well that like for, from Potter that I think even, even when he's sort of, you know, he'll, he's playing Pascal Gross at sort of right wing back at times or yeah. in that weird role, that half role between right wing back and sort of centre mid where he's obviously just desperate to get Pascal Gross in the team and he loves mm. Pascal Gross. And the fact that you do, I just think you've got to have that man on the pitch. Like he is, mm. he is goal threat waiting to happen at all times, whether it's like mm. assists, like key passes. And it's obviously that, you know, the key star that everyone's been seeing over the last few months mm. that like kind of only De Bruyne has created more chances yeah. since Brian got promoted. Mm. And that's just like huge test. It's, it's quite jokes as well when you're in the Amex or you're like, I was away at Burnley and, um, literally like you can see him winding up for a, for a Cruyff turn and then the whole Brighton <laughs> fan just it's goes. It's so slow as well. Hey, it's not exactly yeah. the quickest yeah. movement, is it? Yeah. It is yeah. literally. In slow mo, isn't it? It's yeah. really it's how it works every single time. Literally every, every time. time. Yeah, I mean, they brilliant. fall for it, and I don't get how they fall for it because it's so obvious that he's coming. He's going on his left, then comes back onto his right, and it works yeah. every yeah. time. It's and he does class, it with both though. feet as well. To be fair, to me. yeah. Every when time. we got when so, we got Lamptey back or Veltman back, Potter's going to have a bit of a headache because then who? If you've got to keep Gross in there, do you drop Lana or Alexis? Like, mm. it is a tough. Can't one. drop either of them at the minute. Oh, that was going to be my question. Yeah, all three of them. Yeah, yeah. Is that how does he facilitate? Yeah, all these players because we've still, you know, Yakamoda was on the bench against Watford. You know, we have exactly. we have like and so, so I say well. yeah. Like, so we got we got so many like options. How does he how does he facilitate and keep everyone happy? Like it's an impossible job, isn't it, as a manager? Well, it goes to show the quality that he's built, and that's that's all goes down to Potter, in my opinion. You know, he's made these players better, and I think I saw that there was a tweet that I saw earlier, and it was about you know Potter's success has been based on players you know coming back and proving people wrong you know Pascal Gross Neil Mopé Dan Byrne you know these players coming back and Solly March as well coming back and proving these people wrong I think as much as that's a great thing I agree with it completely and it's testament totally to Graham Potter but at the same time I think you know (laughs) you've got to take away the tinted shades and think actually to be honest with a bit more money we probably would be looking to replace half of these people but you know barring maybe Pascal Gross but I think you know, it goes to show as to how much, you know, that, that whole philosophy has gone all the way down to the bottom of the football club. I mean, you can watch, even when we watch the under-18s, under under-23s, they're still playing out from the back and still playing football like we do. Um, and that's got to all come down from, well, from the top, you know. So mm. it's, I know we always praise it up. We always big up our our back backing and all that sort of thing. But you can't not, when you see us perform like that, and Brighton are performing like this at the Premier League, mm. you know, it's just... Mm. It's insane. It's absolutely yeah. insane because we would not have imagined this three years ago. Oh no, it's crazy! And it, what is it? The first time ever that we've won two top-flight games in a row. Oh, sorry, at the start of the season. So yeah. won our first two games in the season. So <clears throat> I mean, it's it's an it's an incredible start to the season. The, and the it, most amazing thing I've read, sorry, since the weekend is I'm going to need to try and get this right. So 
we've spent more time in the Champions League spots uh, this season yeah. than we have in the relegation zone for the past four seasons, which is absolutely yeah, madness. Like people always say, like we always tip for relegation. We are in relegation battles, but the fact that we've spent more time in Champions League places in the in our whole time that we've been in the Premier League is, mm. is nuts. Mm. Um, yeah, hopefully yeah, we'll be staying there for the rest of the season. Cycling yeah. GK, <laughs> sit down. Yeah, Cycling GK, and the kick-off, if you watch <laughs> oh, them, boys, yeah. Yeah. have some of that, you mugs. Oh, mate. <laughs> right, I, put the, um, I put that on my Twitter as well. I said, put some respect on our name now. Like People need to start coming around to the fact that we aren't actually that bad. We're not the same Brighton yeah. that was anti-football in 2018. You know, We're not that <laughs> anymore. We're fluid football. We play proper... We, you know, we, we are Liquid good. Football. We're a good team. <laughs> well, this, is, this is the thing. I, I, don't, I don't get this perception of us being a, a bad team. I don't, I don't, I, as a Brighton fan who watches the team week in, week out, I don't understand where they get this view from. Like, what, what, it's a lazy they... comment. Yeah, that's just, all like, yeah I think it's a laziness. Mm. It's definitely a laziness. Like, mm. You boys spoke about it last week on the podcast about the kickoff and stuff. I just think there's so many pundits out there. And, and on Sky and BT as well, like, you know, proper, mm. proper outlets. They're just... You listen to me. Don't have a clue. You, actually, mm. you don't have a clue. And you think, how yeah. hard can it be to like just do a little bit, like a little bit of research? <laughs> bit understand research. that, like, you yeah. know, I, I, it, it's annoyed me ever since. Like, even when we were in the championship, really. But like, mm. I just think it, it's just a laziness, like you say. Did you yeah, see Garth Crooks' comment about yeah. Basuma? He was like, yeah, I saw that. He, he was something about like he, they should get upwards of twenty-five million. Twenty-five million. <laughs> 25. He was like, if they don't, I'll eat my hat. I was like, I'll eat my hat if we, if we sell him for that much. Mate, twenty-five yeah, million. That, that twenty-five million sorry. buys you buys you a strand of his hair, probably. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of his dreads. <laughs> one of his dreads. Yeah, twenty-five million yeah, and, and yeah. the rest. But um, no, it, it, it's mental how like for some reason, just going back to the it's whole kind of perception thing. Like my, even even for example, the pundits on um, I was watching Sky Sports the. Um, the, what's it called Sock Saturday and Michael Dawson was just a shambles like couldn't pronounce anyone's name he said that one of the play, like I think it was a uh, he said one of the players from Liverpool when he was watching a Burnley game like it was just all a shambles like he just didn't have a clue what he was doing and like the, the, I think the standard of pundits are sort of just going down in terms of quality every year like year on year um, to change it aren't we boys <laughs> come on boys yeah up the seagulls no but um, yeah I, I agree with you because it's just been it's frustrating, isn't it? Because you read so much stuff about us, and it happens every single week. It's teams like Brighton, isn't it? That you know the old yeah. saying of teams like Brighton. It does your head in. But to be honest with you, it's probably better that we're under the radar sometimes, mm. rather than you know bigged up like you know like Leeds do, where they get you know bigged up so much to the point yeah. where they're losing five one to Man United, and it's like yeah, but it's all right because you know they're <laughs> coming back. It's just like well, <laughs> you know what I mean. It, it, I'd rather have what we have and like. You know, Brighton are pathetic, and then we, at least we go and beat Leeds two 0 So, mm-hmm. you know, I'd if they're underestimating us, and then we're, you know, we're putting, no, we're putting their worst to shame. Yeah, proving them wrong. That's all, I'm, I'm happy with that as long as we're, Agreed. as long as we're proving them wrong. Agreed. Yeah, completely. I'd just quickly, just to sorry, just if I could go back to the you were talking about kind of how you'd fit all the midfielders in like mm. if if we if we were to like when we bring Lamptey back, like you just look at that midfield as well. Obviously, like we've got Basuma, you got Lalana, a Champions League winner. You got Moda, who's like a, he's a young man, but he's a he's a fully fledged Polish international. It's not like he's yeah. like some random young player. You've got oh, you've got Alzate as well. We've just signed and Mwepu, who's a bloody <laughs> yeah. Champions League footballer as well. Like. It's quality. Yeah, we're Brighton and Albion, and we've got Champions League footballers nowadays. Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah. But it and is that, like that, isn't it? It's just mad. It's yeah. When you take a step back and think about it, because mm. I know people hate the whole thing of we've come so far. I mean, because we say it a lot, but I think even four or five years ago, you couldn't have even imagined playing in the Premier League, let alone 
doing this much in the Premier League. And hopefully, as we say, hopefully long may it continue because obviously it is a long season. We're only two games yeah. in. We don't get too carried away. Uh, but, you know, we have got Everton. Then we've got... Um, when's Cardiff? When's Cardiff? Is that in between? She, t- tomorrow night. Is it tomorrow night? Yeah. It's tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I think Potter's doing this press conference that. tonight, uh, this afternoon, yeah. God, Man. look at me. I didn't even realise that that was... I- Hopefully we'll see a bit more from him, Webu, because like, I think we should probably talk about him. He hasn't had the great... I know it's only been two yeah. games and he's played like... I think like he had what first half against Burnley, am I right? Mm. And then came on in the like, 70th minute against Watford. What do we make of him so far? He doesn't, I don't yeah, think he, he was great when he start. came on, if I'm honest with you. Um, no. He looked a bit clumsy. But, you know, I think with that, you know, it comes time and experience. Mm. He's just got to get used to it. He's got to settle in. Um you know, I remember when Potter said when we got Alexis McAllister it took him months to settle in with the team mm-hmm. Terry Lamptey took him months to settle in with the team you know we're not the type to just throw players in so it's quite unusual when he did start against Burnley and was clearly yeah out I was really depth. surprised at that um, yeah mm-hmm. so I, I think, think you know it's just time for him yeah I, I, I think I think he's got all the qualities like from what I've seen so I, I'll be honest with you I haven't seen that much of him at, at Salzburg but um, you know he, he looks like a good player however you talk about the off the pitch stuff he do, you know he, he does look uh, like he settled in like I saw videos of him like dancing with Welbeck yeah, and, like, he just looked, yeah. he looked you know he looked relaxed he looked like mm. he was happy you know and I think that's mm. the key thing is like, as long as you're off the pitch you're you're you know slowly getting settled you're fitting in with the team you know you're finding your mates and that kind of stuff getting your little circles together you know I think it would it's just a matter of time like you said Ryan it's just a time thing um, I think he's got all the qualities to be a great great midfielder it's just yeah with time and it's you know it's a brand new league a completely different standard you know he's come from a, a, a less yeah new country <laughs> yeah. you know a, a lesser quality in that sense so I think it's just a, a timing thing um, and we saw and... glimpses of him against I know it's Luton Town I know what I'm saying but like, we did see a glimpse of how good he was against Luton um, yeah, just hopefully finish on him, didn't he, with that goal? Yeah, so that goal you know, that's something, something to take away from that. But yeah. again, yeah. like we we talk about the quality in there, you know, as we say, we've, we all these players. I think that three that we had was so strong against Watford, and I think they will be key again against Everton. Um, if you look onto Everton, they they look quite poor, I think, defensively. So they're definitely something that we can exploit. At the same time, they've got class attack. You know, Calvert Lewin's yeah. always going to score against us. You just know it. Um, and it'll be their biggest test so far our defence yeah but their defence is poor so you know we've got to back ourselves now I think you know we are that good we saw against Watford in the second goal as well we saw the high press working Neil Mope finished it clinically Mm. Mope will probably be out for that but you know we see Darwin Nunez is linked Um, I think that that you know I saw this morning that he was left out of training I believe so that's what I was going to try and come on really so Oof. he's been he's been told he can leave training or something along along them lines. So we'll see, won't we? But um, hopefully we well, get hof- that one hopefully he's seen course. hopefully he's seen our two last performances and results and thought, oh, these boys can actually play football. And he didn't just yeah. have to think like, oh, they're bright in their bottom of the league. They must play like Burnley. Champions League but, winners. He's got yeah, exactly. <laughs> Win the Champions League spots. <laughs> That's probably why he's left training. Yeah. Um, okay, and then um, and then finally, so yeah, we, we touched on obviously the goal, the second goal, um, and then and then the second half. I thought you know um, Watford got back into the game a little bit, a tad bit. Obviously, they had the the offside goal, um, which uh, Saar, but obviously yeah, offside. Um, Sanchez made a save as well from cleverly. So like you know, Watford slowly crept back into it. But I think mm. it was one of those games, wasn't it, where it's like we're two 0 up. You know, we're pretty much safe. I think it's one of those kind of, you know, let's just sort of see the game out without really doing too much. Do you agree with that? Yeah, well, I definitely see that way. I felt like we're kind of saving energy. I don't know if we are saving energy for Cardiff, but, you know, potentially Potter might be looking at the cup and thinking, 
we've got a good enough team and I a mean, big enough squad to actually get quite far one of the cups. That is a good point. We know. do have a big enough squad for a good run at least I mean mm. the trouble is you play your youth against like of Cardiff and you know hopefully win that and then get through and through and through and then you get to the final where Man City have a full team out and you think oh my god yeah. what's the point in that? oh yeah you've got to beat City <laughs> to win the League Cup but added like uh, any players that you'd like to see put or play against Cardiff tomorrow any youngsters yeah, at all well, it's, it's, it's interesting that you talk about the squad because I, I was sort of looking at the squad and looking at like the fact that like lots of players have sort of he has been made a real effort to kind of let a lot of players go this like this summer. Kind of, I think the squad probably is a little bit smaller than it would have been this time last year. You think of people like Ali Reza and Davy Proper, Bernardo, lots of the young players going out on loan. So I think it's interesting that like um, the Potter wants a smaller squad this season. I don't know where, like how that sort of affect kind of the teams he's going to put out in the cup. I, I I can imagine he's going to go for like a really really youth filled squad. Yeah. People like um, T- Taylor Richards in it, Hayden Roberts maybe <clears throat> might play as well. I'd like to Hopefully see him Wapu well. probably yeah, start yeah. that. Oh yeah, 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 nice. yeah. I want to see some Zakiri more Richards. Up front. Yeah, yeah. I want to see more good. Richards, you know, because I, I watched him a lot when he was at Doncaster last year, and you just you can see it in him. Uh, I think Potter said it himself. You know, he he makes things happen on his own, and that's not really so much of what we've got at the moment. You know, someone to just turn some magic on, like we used to have with Knockart, like we used to have with um, Trossard on his day. In fairness, but it's just you know, someone to do it consistently. If if Richards can be that. You know, I think he's got a bright future ahead of him. I think. I mean, he was right ranked right up there with the Man City youth team. Um, I think he was ranked right up there with the likes of Phil Foden and stuff. But obviously, he did, didn't make it as far as Phil Foden did. Yeah. But I mean, we'll see because he looks very highly rated. I mean, as you say, we've got Zakiri, got some good players. You know, these are players that have played in the Premier League um, and they're not even getting in our team now. Mm. So and it's more, realistic, more well. realistically going to be yeah. yeah, it's more realistically going to be them because I think. Uh, Naylor put out a tweet saying Lucardi's contract might be mutually terminated soon uh, and Donny might be going so. to a team called Cadiz never heard of him yeah, can't say I've heard of Cadiz 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 and then Tao obviously going to Al Ali oh. in, in Egypt so yeah Cadiz that was my uh, like you know, Spanish it's like Chorizo Chorizo you can't say Chorizo mate Chorizo 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 yeah hopefully yeah hopefully you'll see Zakiri Cucurea yeah it is Cucurea Cucurea yeah yeah. Is it Kukure or Kusura? I thought it's. Int- I think it's going to be interesting as well to see sort of what he does do with Shane Duffy. Whether because I, yes, I imagine I Vel- Vel- Veltman's going to be um, back from his ten-day isolation, if not today, tomorrow. I can imagine he might be available for selection for for Cardiff and probably definitely Everton. When him coming back, like will Shane Duffy play midweek if Veltman's going to play on Saturday? Might it be the other way around? I think it's going to be interesting uh, to see kind of who uh, he plays uh, at the back in that Cardiff yeah. game with you to yeah. then that Everton game. Yeah, I, I personally think he'll stick with Duffy just to show a bit of faith in him, as in like you know give him the the Everton game and then see how he performs Everton. If he has a stinker, let's say, then it's his perfect excuse to be like, right, you know, you've had your you you had your few games, uh, right? Like, <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> no, but like, as in, it can be an excuse for him to sort of drop because yeah. if he's it's a step up now, from, uh, it's a step up from opposition as well. Like, we got to like humble ourselves. It was Burnley and Watford. Yeah, um, exa- exactly. And now exactly. we are going to be playing. But a mate, better, better it's, a, team it's a tough Burnley side to play away from home. You know, they're very very hard to beat, especially from one one nil down. And then also an Everton side. Sorry, an Everton, a, a Watford side that beat Aston Villa 3-2 the week before, you know, so it's two good wins there, I think. People saying, oh yeah, it's just, a, it, I don't know, I think they yeah. are two very good wins, especially to come back in that first one. And um, Yeah, yeah, and like, because you, you, you think about like Burnley in that first half, I think Burnley battered us in that first half, to be quite honest. Like, oh yeah. To, so they are, <laughs> they are a good side and like, you know, 
Brighton showed a lot of resilience to come back into it. And so I meant to say this about Duffy earlier, and I didn't get the chance to forgive me for kind of bringing it up again. But like, just watching that moment, it was. I spoke about it on the live stream yesterday that we did for Seagull Central, but it just it just felt like such a special moment at the Amex. You could see yeah. him running over to that kind of southeast corner, I guess, and there were kind of three women set up in the east corner going absolutely the mental, like, hugging stuff. each other. <laughs> 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 but he's like spoken oh, about how close he is to his mum, his sisters, his auntie, obviously with the death of his dad. And I just think it was a really sweet moment. Like they'd obviously come over from Ireland maybe to watch him play. And it just, it felt like really, really emotional. I think for for him, he is a complete testament to what like resilience can do, what like keeping your head down when things get tough personally and professionally, like knowing that you are a good player and knowing that you can, you can still be a good player for um, Brighton. And I think, I think people like Aaron Connolly could also maybe take a leaf out of his book because like things aren't massively going well (laughs) for him now, but like, Shane Duffy's shown that like you know belief in your ability keeping your head down keeping focus which I think Aaron Connolly might struggle with but kind of that can really go far as a footballer yeah. I think he's also, well, I, he's I also got him. Everton he's also got Everton which is obviously his previous club so that'd be even yeah. more of an emotional, oh, yeah. emotional he loves playing against his old teams and I remember against Blackburn when he celebrated like shushing them do you remember when he said <laughs> yeah. yeah. um, no Adam what, what you were saying about that I think I, I was saying it to my mates the other day and I was like there just seems to be like a bit more togetherness in the, in the mm. thing it just feels a bit different I just feel like things feel different this year and I'm not just saying that to be deluded it just feels a bit like <laughs> the vibe feels different this year to what it did in previous years I think in the in the Premier League I haven't felt this sort of vibe before and I what, might be wrong maybe what, what, first what season what kind of vibe are you talking about Ryan like, what, what, in what sense like, what, it what, just feels it... it feels good like everyone feels good everyone looks like they're loving it you've got the likes of Basuma dancing after full time you've got Duffy loving it Mope up for it you've got Alexa McAllister celebrating like he did against Burnley we had the whole team literally pretty much going around the whole of the Amex at the end yep. of the game you wouldn't have saw that like a couple of years ago and it's just it just feels different. I don't know. I don't know how There's to a lot more it. belief there, I think. I think yeah. they've really bought into Potter now. I know, I know the fans have, a lot of the fans have. And it's taken... There's still a few mm. people that were saying Potter out last season. Kind of rightfully so after a few results. But um, yeah, I feel like the team, the whole team are proper bought into Potter now. It feels... You know, it, yeah, he's changed it, it a lot. Like it, it does and feel like there's that kind of t- togetherness. Sorry, sorry. That's right, no, go on, go on. Um, it just feels like they have that togetherness that they had in the promotion season like that that slogan they had together kind of for that season it really feels like it's back yeah. and I, maybe this is a bit of a, a stretch but like I think those kind of things do come out of adversity a bit like I remember in the promotion season like Knockout obviously lost his dad there was a few seasons before that we had the Shore Mayor disaster really brought yeah. the local community yeah, 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 together yeah. Like, and I think with this this kind of group of players like and their bond with the fans like the fans haven't been a the fans value the team so much more now than I think they maybe ever yeah. had. They value going to the Amex more than ever. Like this team, you've got Duffy coming back, who's Bezzy mates with Dunk. You've got Neil Morpay and Harry Connolly like bantering each other around the pitch at Luton. Like it just yeah, seems guess, like yeah. you're right, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. There is just like that kind of that together. It feels yeah, like it, doesn't it? Because you look all the way across the squad and it feels like everyone cares. And I feel like I, I was guilty of saying it, and obviously they do care, but I remember back in sort of second season in the Prem, when we were when we were getting battered, you know, 5-0 to Bournemouth, 2-0 to Cardiff that week, is unforgettable. And I was just thinking, you look across the broad scale of that squad and it just feel like no one really cared about it. It just felt really low and the, the morale and the the whole Amex was toxic and you just... It just feels very toxic. And even parts of last season had it, you know, on online, there was a lot of abuse going towards like some Mopay, et cetera. But 
I think this year just feels a bit different. And obviously, we are so new into the season, so it's, it's hard to say. But so far, so good. I, I don't think I've felt this way about that club for a while. It's been a while since I've had this. And I, I think all the way back, as you say, to promotion season was probably the last time, even season before, was the last time where I felt this much closeness to the club. It feels mm-hmm. like you're actually close to the club and it's a nice feeling because you know I remember there was an interview with Claudio Ranieri and it comes to my mind straight away and he said that their philosophy wasn't about signing the best players it was about signing players that want to win for the club and that's why they won the Premier League that year and I'm not saying that we're going to go win the Premier League this year but I'm saying that the results came from not so much a tactical perspective, but because they all wanted to win the game for that, that football mate, club. That's mad you're saying that. It's, it's very true. I was talking to my friend earlier, Leeds fan, unfortunately. Um, we're talking about how Fulham got relegated. Um, and I was saying, because they had so many low players, didn't they? And I was just thinking yeah. like, there's like, I think at one point they had like seven low players in the starting 11 or something like that. It's quite mad. And um, and they, yeah, they're not, well, I know they play for the club, but they're not necessarily that they're deep invested, into the yeah. club. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're not yeah. invested in the club to I keep agree. them in the relegate. Uh, keep them safe in the Premier League like when they got relegated we saw Lamina cry that was fair enough and he was only a lone player but the rest exactly. of them probably didn't really care too I mean, much Ben do you remember um, all the way back if I'm remembering rightly I mean I don't remember the full squad but I remember sort of 2014-15 when Hippia was here we had literally the majority yeah, of our players lot, were lone yeah. players we had a lot yeah, of lone was... players and I remember saying it at the time and I was just like I just feel like we're you know they don't really care that's why we're so low in the leagues that's why the whole morale is so low and it feels like this year as you say it just feels I'm, like I'm yeah. I'm wrong. I'll, I'll tell you in the Premier League what, who have we have we've had Tim Crew on loan and Ajara on loan am, am I, are they the only two I might be missing uh, another one Brown comes to mind he's yeah. the first season yeah, yeah. Oh, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, we, they're yeah, all players we that we've yeah, signed. I think you're right. Yeah, we, we, don't really, we don't really get that many loanees, do we? It's always a permanent. Uh, or like, you know, signing you know, the youth youth players and bringing them through. So I think, mm. yeah, no, I think all the all the points we touched on, yeah, it's spot on. I think the, the togetherness, um, you know, potentially it could be a really exciting season. Like, that, that's going to be my following question, actually. What, let, let's start with you, Adam, and we'll work our way around. But like, what do you think the expect, expectations are this season then? Like, also, we've had a very good start. I know it's only two games in and people I saw on a... Instagram like lads calm down it's only two games but it's like we're not we're, we're not we're only bantering like we know we're yeah, not we you know, it's, a, it's only a joke Christ. like calm down uh, but yeah ju- just on that what do you think our expectations are our realistic expectations where, where do you think we should be looking to to finish the season well I think from from a fan perspective I think well actually no I'll start just kind of objectively I think if Brighton want to eventually kind of break into the top 10 I'm looking at the score and I'm I don't want to sound negative here, but I think what can the fans expect from Potter when largely, barring the shrewd signing of Mwepu, he's basically dealing with the same squad of players. So I think for people to expect top 10 this season, unless Kusurea, Kukurea and, and Nunes come in, I I would say a similar finish, maybe 10th to 15th, would be a very, very, very good finish with the same yeah essentially proper players it would show Potter's like development of the of the players development of the system um I think if they can bring in like that firepower up front obviously we're just dealing with kind of Connolly and Zakiri as fit strikers at the moment they can bring in Nunes they can bring in Kusurea 8th to 14th wouldn't be unrealistic I wouldn't say however I just I don't think that will happen I think Mm. 10th, 10th to 15th, somewhere around 12th, yeah. 13th is realistic and 
But looking at where the squad is now, looking at the development of where players are and potentially the signings coming, I'd say yeah, tenth to fifteenth is probably where I where I imagine I Brighton will be. Right, right. Kind of fair, you know. I think, yeah, I think I think you're fair in what you're saying. To be honest, I think it just depends ultimately because it looks like Kukureo, Kukureo will be done <laughs> by the looks of everything that I've looked at. Right, um, Nunez looks like it's getting better. Right, so yeah, I don't know. I feel like with Nunez, it's um, t- more touch and go. With Kusare, you can sort of know what you're going to expect because he's he's sort of been more proven. I think Nunez is he's going to take some time to adapt. I reckon. Um, I don't think he's going to come in and just go. If I'm honest, although I hope he does, because the last time we signed an ex Almeria striker, we all know what happened on his debut. Yeah, but right. <laughs> um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, I hope if he does come in, let's say, yeah. I don't think the tenth region is is unreasonable because you know like you can as I said earlier you can see I remember I think it was Alexis McAllister against Burnley um, after the game he was just saying yeah you know we want to get top ten this year you know that is our aim and if they're saying that if the players have it drilled into them they they are going for that so you know why can't we believe in the squad why can't we believe in what they're saying believe in Potter believe in Alexis McAllister what he's saying because. You know why not? <laughs> who's, who's to stop us? Yeah. Um, who's to stop Leicester winning the league in 2016? So yeah, I'd, I'd have ben, to agree. I think get those dream. two signings done. If we get them two, that'll be unbelievable. And there's, I think there'll be no reason why we can't get top ten. Um, but yeah, if we if we only get Cucurella, <laughs> if we only get Cucurella, still a great signing and one that we really do need because I can't be having Dan Burn back up left wing back. <laughs> um, it will have to be yeah, fifteenth and above, maybe even fourteenth. Yeah. That would be pretty decent. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I mean, just to echo all of what everyone said, I think yeah, for me, tenth, tenth, fourteenth place. Um, it, it, I feel, I feel personally, I don't know if you guys agree. I think Cucurella is much more important than Nunes in terms of signing. I feel like having that left no. wing back cover. <laughs> no, I, I, I genuinely, I genuinely believe that because I, I think having that depth in, in left wing back is so much more important than like for example, we've seen. Mope can score goals. Um, you know, Jakiri, if given a chance, why can't he? And if Connolly sorts out his attitude and his mentality, why can't he go and score goals? So, and I feel if Welbeck like... fixes his leg, we've got another. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Welbeck, uh, I, <laughs> but... won't, I won't go on to Welbeck. Um, but yeah, uh, just personally, I think left wing back is a much more, like you said, having Dan Byrne as a, as a reserve in comparison to you know, having a good uh, career um, or whatever, that for me is more important. Right, to say, to say on that, right, Dan Byrne, uh, okay, what he is, but he's still a you know, proven Premier League player. We're we're going off our strike forces here and saying if if Connolly, you know, is actually all right, if Welbeck's fit, if Mopey's scoring, if Mopey, you know, we're saying ifs here, but then we're we're but completely ignoring the fact that when Dan Byrne puts in a decent performance, okay, he might get destroyed by Dharma Traore, but you know, when he comes up against Salah every single time, he seems to pocket him. But I mean, so, I'm, I'm talking pocket. more like he, as as, 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 a centre, as, as a centre back, as a centre back, he's a great, he's a great. Like I'm more than happy to have Dan Byrne as a centre back option. That's no problem at all. Yeah. I just feel like a left wing back. He's just yeah, he's not mobile enough. He's not you know. Uh, anyway, look. We'll, so we'll, I wouldn't be surprised if we do get Cucurella. If we had him left wing back, I can't see why Solly March wouldn't play right wing back potentially. I thought that that'd yeah. probably be a decent oh, backup there. Be different. Would it? I think we, we saw him play wide right, like in a more true. attacking role. There's no reason why it would be a bit deeper. Depends how good his right foot is, I suppose. <laughs> Simple as that. I think really. Just on that point, um, quickly, I just think, um, uh, like like you said, Ryan, like kind of 
I don't think Dan Burns ever going to set the world alight, and I would much rather him play at centre back. But Brighton haven't really had many issues in terms of leaking goals in in the Potter era. We've no. proven as a defensive unit with Dan Burns at left wing back, with Dan Burns not a left wing back, that we're going to be a fairly kind of robust unit throughout the course of a season. I think my thing with Brighton is I would really like. I feel like we're just on the cusp of being like really, really, really top, and I just think that that what we need to there's a part of me that wants to just say like can we just go for it go and get the man you want by hook or by crook just go hell for leather and get him it looks like the club actually to be fair to them are going to like pay, pay, pay a lot of money for the player that they yeah. really really believe in because I just think we're so we're defensively generally we're fine like I just think we're so close like in yeah, that midfield we're fine too yeah it's just attack yeah. And it, and as well with Nunez, it's like you're not just getting a goal scorer; you're getting someone to the, make it a bit more complete up there. I mean, we've got Mope who does what he does, but Mope and Nunez together, you've instantly got a, a new partnership there that Mope can do what he does with a bit of help from someone who obviously knows how to find the back of the net. Okay, he hasn't had his best of form at Benfica, but it's clear to see that he is a goal scorer. I mean, he scored a hat trick, I'm pretty sure, on his. Uh, Europa League debut yeah. so it's clear to see he knows where the back of the net is he's 6 foot 2 so it'd be nice to have a big centre centre forward like that to play with Mel Mope as we saw in the championship with Glenn Murray with Sam Baldock that big man little man Jermaine Defoe and whoever was it um, Peter Crouch is just you know we need that again so why not and also even when uh, Mope played with them, Murray very briefly they, they seem to like complement each other quite well so yes yeah, no they did Nunes yeah so. they did because it comes to mind it was uh, Southampton I want to say Southampton away, away and, and it flicked was, it on yeah. And, yeah. that was it yeah and they, they worked so well together and um, I want to see more of that I want to see I want to see some big man little man with Neil Mope because I feel like that's what he's capable of doing um, but I want to bring it back to Shane Duffy because I, I know we spoke about him a lot but because um, moving on to the Everton sort of game and looking yeah, at Everton yeah I, I'm thinking because Everton are they're going to be a tough side to beat. Um, we're saying, you know, do we think Duffy will start? Do we think Duffy will get, you know, dropped? I, for Maz's reasons, you know, sentimental reasons, I don't think he'll do it just because it's, you know, it's a bit wrong, it's a bit out of order to take someone who's been mad at the match yeah. two times in a row. Mm. Uh, the same, but then as a tactical, tactical perspective, I think, you know, coming up against a, a big man like Calvert-Lewin, you know, you, you want someone who's going to give him a good kick in it, like Richarlison. Uh, Richarlison's capable of turning Duffy. That's my only concern because you can see that Duffy is still prone to being turned with pace and that's what we saw a glimpse yeah, of got, against he got Watford. bodied by Josh King yeah. didn't he <laughs> when he gets done he's done and that's my biggest concern with him whether that's sustainable over the whole season I don't know but um, with Veltman coming back um, you've got that back up as well you know if it really is a stinker you've got him but I think as a tactical perspective I think you've got Duffy can give him a good kick in you've got well um Webster and Dunk on either side, who are solid as ever. I think Webster's been fantastic, so I just want to put that one out there. Yeah, um, he's made like a right winger at some points in the first half. Oh, mate, he was absolutely all over the place. He was just mm. taking on players. He was taking on like three or four players. I was like, my mm. god! Like I was seeing an Adam Webster there on top of his game, and I think to be honest, it was actually as well as Bissouma's. I think it was probably Adam, Web- Adam Webster's best game in the Brian shirt too, because I thought he was fa- fantastic. Um, but yeah, coming up against Everton. I think Duffy will start through the middle like he did last time. Lewis Dunk seemed to work really well on the left because he just seems to be able to play anywhere now. Um, and Adam Webster on the right was perfect. So I think that's how it will be. I think, um, mm. You ain't got much pace there. Maybe could be a bit of a worry. You know, if you've got a Richarlison or... Damari Gray as well. Damari Gray, that's the one I was oh, trying to think of. He looks so. bloody quality. 
Yeah, he's mustard. So I, I think yeah, I don't know who's, who said it earlier. Uh, someone mentioned the midfield battle, uh, and I, I personally think that'll be really key going into the game because obviously, yeah, um, just Alan, yeah, Alan, he's he's a great player, and I think he's Decore they got as well. well. Yeah, yeah Decore, and yeah. and then who's the other? Because I think they play three in the midfield, don't they? I'm pretty sure. Do they play Sometimes Tom Davies. I don't think he played in the previous match. He might be injured. I don't, I don't remember seeing him playing against Leeds. Um, it might be like Tom Davies, oh, so Allen, and I think they Decore just played two, two centre midfielders. I think Decore and Allen. They yep. look like against Leeds, and they had Calvert Lewin, Richarlison, uh, and then Gray and Awobi. It looks like on the on the wings, uh, and then a flat back four. So yeah, I, I think that midfield battle is going to be really key. Allen Decore versus either what Basuma and well, it could be any. <laughs> we could have a hand Basuma, Lallana, maybe Basuma, yeah, Lallana, yeah. McAllister, Moda. <laughs> any, take your pick, basically. Um, but yeah, I think I think that midfield battle is going to be massively key. Um, in you know, if we were to get that that W. I think that'll be massively key, and uh, it'll be interesting to see who we play up front. Who, who, if Mo plays out, who, who, who's going to lead Nunez. the line? <laughs> 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 Gee, no, that'll be unbelievable. Uh, so, someone at the club, preferably Ryan. Um, yeah, yeah, he I will be by then. Well, <laughs> I mean, I can imagine it's going to be Aaron Connolly, but unless unless genuinely Neil Morpé is fine by Saturday, and that could could be the case be if a, it is just be an a, ask on it that. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, a bit of pain relief, who knows? But I think it's most likely going to be Aaron Connolly, who I think, I don't know what you boys think about Aaron Connolly. I'm of the view that kind of he, he he's, he's not good enough at Premier League level now, but I do think there is a player in there. And yeah. I don't want to go into speculation about this, that and the other, but there's obviously reasons. We never that, do, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but you know, he's obviously not massively focused. Um, and even though I find him so annoying sometimes to watch, however, there was a moment when he missed that chance against Watford and everyone around me went ballistic at him. Yeah. Really. I kind of felt bad for him. Like, I never thought I'd yeah, feel bad for Aaron Connolly, but like, I actually <laughs> felt really, like, quite sad for him because, like, no, it's no, such an easy chance. Yeah, yeah. And he, he does like, have a lot of fans like on his back. He has a lot of fans yeah, on his back. He knows. As soon as he missed it, he's like, Jesus Christ, I'm yeah. so he, he, he I am one of the fans on his back, but. Mm. I'm on his back, but obviously I wouldn't. I I wouldn't wish anything on him. Like when he missed, I was like, "Oh my god, out you missed!" But then yeah. that was about it. I'm not but DMing like, him. Oh, shit, like, no, yeah, 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 that's yeah. oh, yeah. wrong. No, he, um, he, done, but, he done an Instagram post, didn't he? He said, um, "Great performance from the boys today. Should be putting that one away. I'll do everything oh, yeah. I can to make sure they start ending up in the net. Fans were top as always." So, I mean, at least he's like acknowledging and, and, and at least, you know, making a conscious effort to, to in, interact and engage with us as, as, sure. as a fan base. You know, yeah, at least he's so trying true. to show that. Because I think maybe even like, let's say six months ago, I don't think an Aaron Connolly would have posted that. And he probably would have been like, fuck the fans. Like, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm better than really, like, you. Yeah, know, Yeah, delete his account. Yeah, yeah like left, left social media. Whereas social at least media he's, break. Yeah, well, at least he's now sort of, well, I know it's only one Instagram post, but at least he's maybe, he's, it looks like he's now, you know, hitting it head on in terms of facing up to, you know, acknowledging, okay, yeah, it was a bad miss. However, I'm going to come back stronger. And you were talking about Adam about the mentality earlier. Maybe that is the, is this the switch now? Is this the, is he slowly getting that mentality of acknowledging his, you know, his flaws or whatever and hopefully just kicking on Boom. and doing better. But I hope yeah, it is. Breaking like, news. Go on. Oh. Brighton have paid the release clause for Cucurella. Oh, hello. Uh, come on. Cucurella. 18 million uh, euro release clause has been paid according to Gemma Santos who is followed by Brian Owen Um, looks like that one is going to be done because I think the personal terms were done weren't they so it's just about paying that release clause 
That's huge. Looks like so, that's been paid, so that looks like that one's going to be Someone's saying Brighton have signed Kisa earlier as well. Well, yeah, so it's just uh, Sam Leverage, who, I don't know, let's have a look, Sam Leverage, who, who works for Marker. Sorry, yeah, so Ryan had a panic attack because of the breaking news of Cucurella. <laughs> we had to go. We had to call the ambulance to get him to revive him, but he's, he's good and well now. Um, but yeah, Cucurella, we just had seen a lot of tweets saying that's pretty much done, so hopefully by the time you're watching this... Yeah, he will be, be a Brighton player, hopefully. It'll be interesting Next to see what Graham Potter Next says. Next stop, Darwin Nunez, eh, boys? Yeah, speaking to the press in half an hour, he's probably not going to give anything away, but no. it'll be interesting to see what Potter does say. I only speak to speak about players that play for the club. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah, classic. Um, but we don't. We, we speculate. <laughs> we'll speculate. <laughs> yeah. What a um, signing. Number three oh, as well. That kit number sued for him. Straight in. Yeah. And then we're talking yeah. talking about ins and outs and stuff. Um, also, there's a few potentials and, uh, you know, well, we what new contracts. Obviously, Solly March and Taylor Richards signed new contracts, which is obviously great. Um, you know, Solly March was, was incredible up until his injury last season. So that, that's great to see him get rewarded uh, in that sense. And then, of course, Taylor Richards, we, you know, Ryan touched on it. He looks like an exciting young player. Had a great, great line spell at uh, Doncaster. And he's come back into the squad now. And uh, be interesting. I think I think he'll start probably against Cardiff, I'm assuming. So it'd be great to see him uh, get some minutes for us and see how he performs. So, yeah, I mean, all, everyone happy with those contract extensions? I don't think we've got any anyone who yeah, opposes you can't them. Have any objections to that? Yeah, for sure. I was going mean, to say, yeah. Just need Basuma now. Uh, yeah. Basuma's, yeah. But Solly March, like, I want to talk about Solly because I was yeah, same, yeah. a big critic of Solly for a long time. Um, and the last couple of years, he's really, really come on. I think he's really found this position left wing back uh, up until he was injured he was probably my player of the season um, and now he's come back from that and come back the same player which I, I thought he wouldn't do if I'm honest I thought he'd come back and probably you know, be, you know lose a bit of pace maybe uh, be off it a little bit lose a bit of sharpness but he's come back and been really really strong uh, I, I've got to take my hat off to, to Solly March because I've I was a big critic of him particularly in them first couple of years in the Premier League I was thinking he's not up to it he's not, he's not good enough but He's been fantastic. He really has. Uh, Colossal again against um, Watford. Won everything. Absolutely everything. Had him on t- for breakfast. So, yeah, I think we... I think anyone can agree. I with just him, I just hope that this Cucurella signing and we see him play potentially more advanced. I hope he still plays as good as he does at left wing back if he yeah. is moved in a more advanced role. Yeah. I would like... Yeah, I wouldn't like to see Cucurella... Like, I would love I mean, to see Cucurella do well. Cucurella but... going up further, you know? I mean, I think he's capable of it. He's it? played... So... Yeah, he's played more four before. It's true. Um, Very true. We'll see. We'll see. I think with Solly March, there was, there was like a moment like a couple of years ago. Maybe like, yeah, after after we got into the Prem where I think he probably was at a bit of a crossroads like before Potter came in. Where I, or at least in my head, I just kind of thought he's, he's, he's either got to prove himself as a Premier League player or maybe we've got to kind of cut our loss on the bloke and try mm. and maybe sell him. Um, but as soon as Potter's come in, he he has just transformed the player. And I think we can give a lot of credit to Graham Potter, but also I think it's it's down to Solly March. Like he's shown that he he is a Premier League footballer. He's absolutely a Premier League footballer. Um, yeah. I think we saw against Burnley when he was playing on the right wing. I think he did struggle a little bit, kind of playing on his wrong foot. Yeah. So I think he he is still quite one footed, and I think he mm-hmm. sometimes does struggle to beat a player like. I was watching Dwight McNeil, uh, contrastingly, he's a similar left-footed player and he could beat a man so easily. And I think yeah. a lot of Solly March is like, it was just confidence for him. And I think Graham Potter really managed to get that out of him. Obviously, credit to Solly March as well. So yeah, delighted to see that he signed a new contract. And, you know, Cusarello's coming in, you know, that's that might affect his place. But I think from a neutral Brighton fan's perspective with no Solly March hat on, like, 
you want competition. You want to move up into the table. You need you need quality and depth, and we'll have that at left wing back now. And what a substitution that will be! Bring it on either Solly yeah. or bring it on Cucurella. You know, we've got a decent looking bench now as well, not just a decent starting eleven. So yeah, I agree. No, Speaking definitely. of which, I think we need to pick up again from the Everton preview. I think we got to like talking about Basuma and Allen. Um, I'd say oh, that yeah, would the, be a decent the, midfield. The yeah, yeah. Um, should we do score predictions for the game, or is there any other yeah, players? Yeah, Maybe Adam. Adam, who's who are the threats? Everton threats. Well, watching watching the Leeds game, I mean, I was just really taken aback by the quality of Damari Gray. I think they managed to get him for something like three million, which I think is ridiculous. Right. I think it's cheaper like, than that. I mean, yeah, that, was it cheaper? Yeah, right, yeah. Because Leverkusen bought him for three. Leverkusen bought him for three point five, yeah, 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 which yeah, was yeah. nuts. And then yeah, they, I thought that was a ridiculous signing anyway, like the price for him. Um, yeah, I'm yeah, not so sure how much they got him for like a mil. Yeah. yeah, I think it's like a million. Yeah. Um, what a signing! But yeah, he looked massively threatening. Uh, I would have loved Brian to go for that. But obviously, we don't really play with wingers, so I guess it wouldn't have really worked. But like, I think he he looked like a massive threat. He could beat a man so easily. And I worry against if he is against a player like Pascal Gross, if he's playing right wing back, or even if Webster <laughs> yeah, plays right true. wing back or right back. I think we could maybe struggle there if he's playing off the left. If he's playing off the right. I do back Solly March against him. To be fair, he showed that he can he can do well against. Uh, Ismail Assal. So I think Damari Gray's the threat. Obviously, Calvert Lewin's the threat. Decore, I saw like in that game, he was shooting a lot. They like a shot from distance. So I think that's going to be interesting to see how that works. Obviously, you speak about the midfield battle as well. Lalana and Basuma with McAllister as well just battered than Watford midfield. Although I think that is a little bit, a little bit of a lower quality midfield. So yeah, I think that that's going to be the threat from my perspective. And and score prediction, Adam. Mm, Rafa's teams I mean you spoke about the defence being a bit dodgy but I just think Rafa's teams are quite hard to beat sometimes so I'm going to go I'm going to go 1-1 mm. mm. yeah no yeah. I, I was going to say 1-1 right. yeah. as well I was going to say do, I do, I'm worried about that attack I'm very I'm very worried about that Everton attack it'll be a big test big test yeah. for our defence yeah. yeah I reckon 1-0 I'm going 1-0 as well Brian um, uh, score predictions I think 2-1 I think we're going to win. Um, Ooh, I, I want to go bold. I'm going to go bold. I think we'll. I think we'll be all right. I'm yeah. going to go bold. Um, I think we'll. I think, yeah, because why not? I mean, we've we've con- we've controlled the last two games. We've proven that we're a good team. Coming up against a decent Everton side again. I said it, I said it before. I think they're defensively not great. We saw against Leeds, they're exploited very very easily. I think we've got you know a couple of new players coming in, possibly see a debut. Um, why not? Why not go for a bit of hope? You know, I think. There's no reason not to be hopeful at the moment. As I said earlier, we've got that that feel around the club, that you know, all of that. You know, we came up against teams in the championship with this sort of you know emotion, and we'd go and beat them comfortably. Um, so it goes to show that anything's possible, boys. Interesting. True. Well, you know, I like the positivity, Ryan. Um, all right, brilliant, boys. Well, look, it's been an amazing chat. Adam, I uh, want to thank you for, for coming on. We really appreciate your time and uh, we wish you all the best with uh, Seagulls uh, Central. Yeah. You, know, we, you know, Seagull Social, Seagull Central, I was thinking, you know, is he is he coming for our throne? But uh, no, <laughs> so to be fair, it was, he was first though, wasn't he? So yeah, he was actually. Was, yeah. <laughs> technically, we've got well, yeah. his tagline. Yeah, technically, you boys, kings of the podcast game, so don't worry, I won't be coming anyway. Oh, I'll stick to the live stream and try and keep it. Thank you so much for having me on and, and Ryan, congrats oh. on the role with the Albion. I know I, I did want to say yes, this on the right. podcast. Like you I saw on Twitter you were getting a bit of stick and like you know I don't Can't want to swear, but you know. 
F them. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them, Adam. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. That's yeah. what we yeah. say. I, I agree. Swear as much as you want, Adam, mate. Fuck them all. Yeah. Do you know what? All, all, all Brighton fans should be of... should be trying to support this kind of thing. I was thinking, exactly. Like, Thank you, mate. And Thank you. So, congrats, man. Genuinely. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate Adam, mate. Seriously. I mean, like, I, I just I wanted to say that because it's just it's just annoying. I, I don't get why people can just think that oh, I sit behind a screen and just send this kid absolute abuse for literally. No reason other than the fact I'm making a video on my phone. It's jealous, mate. It's literally just jealousy. It's just jealousy. One thing I'd say say is, mate, literally just keep doing what you're doing. You're absolutely smashing it. There's like, this last week for you has been incredible. Like all the things that have happened, like even, you know, we don't have to go into all the depths, but we we all know like what what you've like achieved or what, you you know, what's coming to you. So the fact that literally it's just some sad people, like you said, behind the screen, giving it the big one. Honestly, don't give them the satisfaction because this is what they want. This is, they want us to talk about him like he's probably sitting there going oh yeah they're talking about me on on uh, seagull social podcast that's what he wants he's a troll he just wants yeah, the attention true. he wants you to ask to talk about him just ignore him get on with it keep smashing it mm. and fuck them all that's all i say and, it, and the positive <laughs> of that situation i think is the amount of like brighton fans who've come out and told him to do one like it just shows yeah. the support and and the yeah, quality of the brighton fans too. as well like brighton fans are a yeah, family like sure. you spoke no, we are together like yeah. Exactly. All, all, all we got, all Ryan's got to do now next is just get us involved. But yeah, apart from that, Ryan, keep smashing. <laughs> yeah, no pressure at all. No pressure at all. Just got to try and take uh, three people in with me. Yeah. yeah. Get us, get us, back door. Door. get us through the back door. Get us through the back door, mate. Um, no, I'm joking. Uh, no, you're smashing it, and boys, we're all smashing it. We're all, we're all killing life. So yeah. listen, <clears> f the haters and uh, just get a life. Right, boys. Uh, finally, uh, what we're we gonna have in the comments section? What we, what we got uh, this week? Um, oh, let, let Adam ooh, choose. Well, oh, Adam, Adam yeah. you choose. You choose this week. Basically, so every, Adam. Yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, go on, go on Ben. Explain. Explain. I was going to say every every year week we ask the comments that we ask people to comment something random. Oh no, it's normally related to the podcast, but it just proves that they've got this far basically. So yeah. like, what's Ross Blaine? What, like, it could be comment anything. Haters, but then. Like, yeah, literally, like, like, it could be a word. Question. No, it could be a word. Yeah. It could be a hashtag. It can be uh, an be emoji. Anything you want. Yeah, anything you want. What should we go? HMS piss up the league. Yeah, let's go. Hashtag HMS piss up the league. No, <laughs> no, or, or, or if you want it you could go hashtag psyching GK sit down yeah yeah yeah, yeah. do both I like yeah. that yeah do, do both. both do both if you got this that's far cool, comment down below on YouTube yeah. both of those so that's brilliant Adam you've been an absolute pleasure mate uh, Ben and yeah. Ryan of course as per usual uh, you've been uh, absolute wankers but no listen <laughs> I'm joking no right finally uh, make sure make sure um, if you're watching on YouTube please do like comment and subscribe it really does mean a lot and it does really help uh, with us mm. for our growth and yes, of course sir. keep keep streaming it on Spotify and Apple all that shabam all that jazz and um, Adam's links will be yes, below as well below. and also make sure to check out his live streams because they're quality how often yeah. do you do them are they quite random or yeah like well, kind of like pre-match post-match I'll probably do one Friday before Everton then Sunday after the match uh, yeah so yeah just, just sure follow Twitter at Seagull yeah. Social yeah. I'll follow, sure, yeah. follow Joe on Twitter now I, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> make sure you follow follow Adam all, up on all his socials we'll, we'll put all the links down below uh, and Adam if you ever need some guests mate well, you, know, you know where we are mate and, I love uh, it I would love it I would genuinely love it so, yeah. top man alright mate well thanks and uh, yeah we'll see you next week peace peace days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.